Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, March 28th, 2022, and we're here for our weekly, uh, more or less, usually, but not always, uh, update from the Missouri Funeral Directors and Embalmers Association. Sorry we did not get you a video last Friday. Uh, I was out of the office and I was not anywhere where I had a data connection that was fast enough where I could upload anything. Uh, so uh, we're doing it Monday instead. The big news last week, though, in Jefferson City was that the Missouri Senate finally uh, reached a decision on the congressional redistricting map. This is the redistricting map uh, for the U.S. Congress. Missouri has eight congressmen that go to Washington, D.C., and every 10 years they have to look at redrawing the map uh, because of the census. And the map was redrawn. There was a big fight about where the boundaries of that map should be. But regardless of uh, whether you followed that or which side you were on, the problem was is the fight over that map was holding up work on just about anything else for most of the session. Well, they did agree on, uh, at least they passed. I don't know if everyone agreed with it, but the Senate passed the what was called the 6-2 map that provides for six supposedly safe Republican districts and two supposedly safe Democrat districts for the United States Congress. The upshot of that is, again, doesn't matter what side of the map thing you're on, by having that passed out of the Senate, that's now going to free up the logjam of work, of bills, of legislation, of hearings that has not been taking place uh, in many respects since the the fighting over the the map has been taking place so there is actually a chance that some bills including maybe perhaps even one of ours that we've been pushing for for the last several years uh will get passed that's the right of sepulcher bill is the one that's furthest along in the process the one that does a number of good things to the right of sepulcher the next to kin statutes the most important of which uh for many people is that bill will uh take out of the next to kin list a spouse if there is a pending divorce action. As you probably know, that even though a husband and wife, they file for divorce, if one of them passes away, well, the divorce isn't final yet, so they were still married. So that means the soon-to-be ex-spouse is, if they want to be in charge of their recently deceased soon-to-be ex-spouse's funeral, and that causes uh, problems uh, a lot more than many people think. It pops up quite often, unfortunately. So um, that's one thing that it does. It, it clears up notification provisions. Uh, it does a, a number of a good things there. So anyway, we're we, with the Senate having done the 6-2 map of having passed that, there's more chance that a lot more bills could get passed. And so that makes this legislative day that we're having this very Wednesday, this very Wednesday, Two days from now is our legislative day at the Missouri State Capitol for our funeral directors uh, throughout the state. And we hope that you can make it here. You don't have to be here all day. You don't have to worry about making any preparation. We will have a issue sheet that you can have with you with talking points. It'll have the bills that we're interested in, the education bill that clears up some of the, well, not education bill, the licensing bill that makes it clear what education you need to have and cleans up the uh, the actual process of getting a license, makes it easier to understand. We've got that bill, the right of sepulcher bill. There's some other bills that we're interested in. And one thing that's not a bill, 
but we're hoping that all funeral directors can do, whether that's whether they come to the Missouri Capitol on Wednesday or whether they just see their representative or senator in passing or at a funeral or anything like that, where you have the opportunity to talk with them, where they want to know what is important to you. One thing we're really pushing for is to get vital records, the authority to hire more people. If you, if you have mailed in a death certificate affidavit uh, to, to amend a death certificate, you probably know that uh, as of last week, they were just finishing up October. That's right. October, November, December, January, February, and most of March. Almost five months behind. And we've talked about a number of the reasons why it's taken that long. There's, there's several problems with the whole process. But one problem they have is they cannot hire any more people. Uh, these government departments, state state divisions and departments and bureaus and offices, they can't just say, well, gosh, we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, I need to hire five more people or two more people. No, nope, they're limited. They have a set number of FTEs, full-time employees that they're allowed to have in their department and they're not allowed to hire any more of them and vital records needs to be able to hire a few more people especially if they can be dedicated to work on uh both issuing and amending death certificates so one of the things we're going to be doing wednesday as we make the rounds is let everyone know that we believe vital records needs to be able to hire more employees now it's not easy to do that it's not easy to change the fte allocation for divisions and departments and, and offices. So that pressure to do that has to come from a number of different areas. It needs to come from constituents. It needs to come from the legislature. It needs to come get to the governor's office. There's a whole lot of ways we, and when our office, we're, we're working all the time in getting that message out to people, but now's the time for you to help us to do that. If you can be here Wednesday, you don't have to stay here all day. You can come in, We'll be there very early in the morning, very, very early in the morning. We will be there. Uh, we'll be on the third floor rotunda. Just come up to the third floor. You'll find us. You'll find us there. We'll have the issue sheets. We'll have the maps of the Capitol. We'll have the uh, directory so you can find your state senator or your state rep. We'll have all of that available to you. Come in if you only want to stop by and see your state rep, the one in your district. You can do that, pop in, say hello, talk to somebody about the issues we're interested in, have a nice lunch in Jefferson City, and then head home. Uh, it's a, hopefully it'll be a nice day, it'll be a beautiful drive, and we sure can appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you being here. If for any reason you can't be here for that day, again, when you have the opportunity to call, write, or talk to your state senator, your state representative, let them know that one of our key concerns is that Vital Records be able to hire more people to work on the death certificates. Speaking of death certificates, as you probably saw last Friday, uh, the Mo Evers system was down for a while. You could not file, you could not get into the system. Well, that wasn't Vital Records' fault. That was the entire state computer system uh, went down for a while. And then it was back up for a little while, then it was back down for a while. And we want to thank Vital Records for keeping us up to date. They let us know when things were down, when they were working, when they were down again, and when they were fixed. So thank you, Vital Records, for keeping us posted so we could keep other people posted. But in any case, uh, that leads into what I want to talk about next. 
and we've mentioned it before, but it's becoming even more important now. And that is cybersecurity, computer security, what you're doing at your funeral home to protect yourself and your family members. The entire state of Missouri computer system went down for a while on Friday. Then parts of it went up and parts of it went down. But if the state of Missouri's computer system can go down, your computer system can go down. What would you do if you walked in this morning or tomorrow morning and you had no computers? What is your backup plan? All your computers are down. You have no internet connection. Okay. So that's, that's one thing to think about. What would it impact your business if you walked in tomorrow morning and none of the computers were working? Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. Of course, you could have a power outage. You could have had a power surge overnight. They're all fried. Or your internet provider could be down. What if your internet provider, wherever you get that from, is down? Well, we actually have a solution for that here at the office, at least in part. We have a laptop or two that we do not keep plugged in at all times so that it would be safe if there was any kind of strange power surge. Okay. Uh, the one tablet I have uh, here that I'm broadcasting on uh, leaves the office so that if something bad happens overnight, then uh, at least we have something to get on. As far as our internet connection, if everything, if we lose internet, and that has happened a few times, uh, I can turn on a Wi-Fi hotspot on my phone so that all of our computers at least can get onto the uh, internet that way. That's routine stuff. But now we're getting in, into the world of hackers, ransomware, cybersecurity. Just here in Jefferson City over the last several months, the local television station and one of the local hospitals got hacked and all of their data was frozen. They couldn't use their computers. And because of that, uh, people couldn't call in. They couldn't make appointments. They had to postpone certain procedures. Uh, the, the, uh, the television uh, station was a mess for a while. They couldn't, they couldn't get their commercials queued up and a whole bunch of things. And those are not huge operations when you consider the world, but ransomware people hit them. And what the, of course, what the hackers did is they wanted the TV station, the hospital to send them the money, and then they would send them the key that would unlock their computers and they could get it all back. Uh, kudos to both the TV station and the hospital. They didn't give in to that. They brought in people and uh, got the thing fixed, although it took quite a while. But if it can happen to them, it can happen to everybody. And they say, well, why would somebody just target my uh, small town funeral home if that's what you got? Well, interestingly enough, if you take a look at the news on this, some of these hackers now are going out and specifically going after small businesses. Because if they can hit 10 businesses up and extort $3,000 from those 10 businesses, that might be easier and safer than getting $30,000 out of one business or 100,000 with 100 people or whatever. You do the, you do the multiplication. But their, their theory is by going after these smaller businesses, they can get a little bit of money out of them, a lot of hundreds of them, and those that small business can't afford to bring in uh, a, a whole IT team to redo their computers. They don't want the publicity uh, that the newspaper, for example, in the hospital got here in town. It's particularly if you're a service industry and you're dealing with your families and you've got funerals scheduled, they might think, well, they're not going to, they're not going to, they, they can't delay the funeral. So they need to get their computers up and running. So make sure that you are secure. Um, have somebody look at that. Make sure that you have somebody check your security, your passwords, 
make sure that you change those regularly. We know everybody hates to do that. When you have an employee leave, make sure everything is changed, uh, just like you would change the locks on your doors uh, of the funeral home. So check on that. Also think ahead. Uh, as you know, you know, the government, the United States government, the British government, the French government, they've all warned that Russia uh, may be targeting Western companies uh, with cyber attacks, things that will shut them down. Now, is the Kremlin going to go after your funeral home uh, and try to shut your computers down? No, probably not. Uh, I think your guys are all important, but the, the Kremlin probably doesn't. Uh, but they could shut down Google. They could shut down Gmail. They could attack Apple. They could attack Microsoft. What do you do when something like that potentially happens? Think about it. If you use Gmail or Yahoo or Hotmail, what would you do if you couldn't get into that anymore? If you could not send out emails anymore? What if you store all of your documents on the cloud through Microsoft or Apple or Google and you couldn't uh, access those anymore? What happens if your computer system goes down or your internet connection goes down and your phones are tied to the system and so nobody can call in? What would you do? Well, again, I know here at our office, we keep backups of all of our important files on uh, little uh, flash drives on disks. Um, we keep, uh, we usually keep a couple backups uh, of those that are routinely done. One of them's kept off site. One of them's kept in a fireproof box here at the office. We rotate them out regularly so that if all our data that's in the cloud was lost, we could recover that uh, relatively easily. You know, all the, all the, funeral home names, phone numbers, contact information, things like that. Um, I have personally uh, a backup email address that I don't use. But if my main email that a lot of you know that it's Gmail, if that goes down, I have a whole other service that I could use and switch to. And I've transferred my contacts, most of my contacts over to that backup email so that I could get an email out to all of my board members. So all of the board members for the Missouri Funeral Trust or the Missouri Funeral Directors of Bomb Association, I could email them uh, in the event that uh, hackers took down Gmail somehow and let them know, hey, until things are back open, this is my email address if you need to get a hold of me. Uh, again, even if we, uh, another thing to watch out for is if you're, again, as I mentioned before, if your phones are tied to your computer, if you use your computer to do some kind of answering uh, tree or your voicemail and your computers go down, will people be able to phone you? Have a backup phone that people can call. Here, of course, at the Missouri Funeral Directors Bombers Association office, we use our endorsed uh, answering service company. We'll be glad to hook you up if you're interested. And that's a live person that answers the phone 24 hours a day. And it's not dependent upon our computers. It's not dependent upon power here. And of course, we can call them up even if even if goodness forbids the, the the whole Jefferson City, you know, disappeared off the face of the earth. I, I know some of you might not be upset if that happened, but if the, if it did, um, and uh, we were outside and had to evacuate to Fulton, uh, we'd be able to get we'd be able to contact uh, our answering service and and see who's been calling us and get those messages. So imagine what would happen if Oracle, Google. Uh, Adobe, all the all the computer systems that you use, uh, what happens if they goes down? Would you be able to operate? All right. So that's the message for today. 
Uh, hope you have a wonderful week. We hope we can see a bunch of you here at the uh, Legislative Day on Wednesday. Come on by. If you need help setting up an appointment with your representative or senator, just let us know and we'll try to hook you up. And so until Wednesday, I hope when I see a whole bunch of you, stay safe.